Radio. G'day everyone, thanks for tuning into The Journey. Hope you're having a great weekend wherever you are right around this beautiful country. Trust you're ready for a really interesting show this week. Reason being, Jude has lined up an interview with Archbishop Julian Porteous, Archbishop of Hobart and a man passionate about evangelisation. I am so primed to hear from Archbishop Julian. Yeah, me too, Dave. I had the great honour of meeting him when he came to Sydney for the Proclaim conference recently. Him and a whole lot of other people too who we were able to interview. But in particular, being able to speak to Archbishop Julian was a, was a great joy. He's a man passionate about evangelisation. We spoke about the conference and we also spoke about his new book, which is actually all about evangelisation. So really looking forward to that interview later in the show. Well, I'm sure he'll have plenty of insightful things to say about sharing our faith in Jesus. I just can't wait. But that's not all we've got on the show today, Jude. That's right, mate. A lot and more, isn't while it? we hear from Archbishop Julian in the middle of the show, we will, of course, be hearing from many of our regular presenters who are primed to give us a weekly dose of inputs to help us embrace discipleship with Jesus. That's right, mate. We've got Sister Hilda. She's going to join us from the Abbey, of course. Trish McCarthy will have some brilliant tips for living well. According to the scriptures, hot on the heels of her return from her. She's just, well, done a stint of evangelization over there in the South Pacific. Wow. Yeah. So looking forward to hearing from her. We're also, mate, going to hear from Rob Falzon from Men Alive. We haven't heard from Rob for a while, and he's going to give us a little segment really asking the question, where have all the men gone? And asking men to step up into their roles in society and families and in church to make a difference in their world. Love Rob Falzon. He's a champion bloke. Good fella. We're also going to hear from Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love and Marilyn Rodriguez. She has a brilliant segment this week sharing Pope Francis's top 10 tips for happiness. So strap yourselves in. We're going to kick off with a gospel reflection this week. And his gospel reflection is on Matthew 18, 21 to 35 for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So let's get into it. Whether you're listening in your car via live streaming or if you're tuning in via podcast. It's great to have you listening to this week's show. Sure is. Faith, hope, love and life. You're on the journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. Have you ever noticed how the commandments that we hear most often are the ones we have the hardest time fulfilling? Take today's second reading from Romans 13 as an example. We all have to deal with people who try our patience or rub us the wrong way. Then there's the pull of the world, urging us towards a self-centred approach to life. And all the time, we hear in the back of our minds Jesus telling us to love one another, even to prefer one another to ourselves. This is a demanding call. Like Jesus, we should seek to serve instead of being served. He asks us to take the lowest place at the banquet. He even warns us that if we seek to be first... We will be last, but if we seek to be last, we will be first. In today's reading for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, God is inviting us to do a little self-examination. How have I done lately in loving my neighbour as myself? Have I said hurtful things about another person? Or maybe I failed to defend a friend or judge someone unfairly? Or perhaps I neglected to help a friend who needed me because it was inconvenient? These are uncomfortable questions to ask, to be sure, but God knows your heart. 
He knows how much you want to do good, even though you fail at times. He also knows that he has placed his spirit in you to give you divine strength and to make changes that seem impossible. So don't be afraid to open up to him and ask him to help you. Remember, God is love and that love is generous and overflowing. Let him love you and you'll find yourself loving other people more and more. Heavenly Father, forgive me for putting myself first. By your Spirit, teach me how to love. Father, unite all your children as one. Amen. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. Many of you will have heard about that wonderful Lutheran evangelist Corrie ten Boon. She and her sister Betsy were imprisoned during the last war for harbouring Jews and her own elderly father was executed for the same offence. In her autobiography, she tells a very moving story from her childhood. Something had happened at school and Corrie sensed that it was the kind of thing you needed to be careful about, so she quietly asked her teacher. The teacher was embarrassed and gave her an evasive answer. She went home and asked her mother and got the same response. And then one day, sitting on the train with her father going into Amsterdam, he was a clockmaker and so was taking his goods and chattels into the capital city there, she asked him about it. He sat very quietly and as they were getting out of the train, he said to her, Corrie, will you carry my bag for me? She said, but... But, Papa, it's too heavy for me. I'm only a little girl. He smilingly and lovingly took the bag from her and said, That's right, Corrie. There are some things in life that are too heavy and too hard for you to understand right now. You must let me carry them and understand them until you're ready. Listeners, Aren't there things sometimes, however small, that are too heavy for us to carry? Even the littlest things some days are impossible for us. And you and I fall to our knees and we call out to our loving Father in heaven. We pour out that we can't do X, Y, Z, that we can't go through the rest of this day, that if the certain relationship doesn't sort itself out, we're going to go mad, whatever. And we feel ashamed that we have to ask for that help. And yet here is the loving Father who waits for our cry, who wants to hear us. Would that every day you and I would give God the joy of being our Father. Every day we would allow him to carry, to live what we can't carry and what we can't live just until we're ready. Welcome back. You're tuned to The Journey. We just heard from Sister Hilda Scott with her wisdom from the Abbey. And this week she gave us a wonderful reflection based on Corrie Ten Boom's writings. Big cheerio to all the new listeners to this week's journey after they heard about the show at the recent Proclaim conference. Now, there were people from all over Australia at that, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Indonesia, quite a few people from the States and lots of people were intrigued about the show. They were coming up and grabbing the cards and the flyers and really keen to listen in, Dave. And, and there's a number of them, as we said, who are going to be speaking 
about their experience at the conference a little bit later on in the interviews that we've got lined up. Great to have our new listeners on board each week, live on air, streaming or via podcast. You can go to www.radio.daw.org.au and as we always say, Jude, if it's not playing in your region yet, give your local Christian radio station a call. That's exactly right, mate. We want this playing right around the country and plenty of people do. It's a, it's a fantastic show. It's really a show about Christian unity and making sure that people right around the country are hearing all the wonderful things that a number of people in the church have got to say about walking daily with Jesus. Coming up, it'll be time to listen to Trish McCarthy with her Milk and Honey segment for Living a Life to the Fullest. This week, she's talking to us about our eyes and how we use them. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to The Journey. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. In Matthew chapter 6, it says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is sound, your whole body will be filled with light. This may be referring to the important aspect of perception. How we see or view life, God, our experiences, our emotions and even ourselves. These things of memory, emotions and past experiences influence what we see at any given time. The eye, in fact, is a tool which the brain and our being uses to perceive. You may have heard the saying, our eyes are the window to the soul. In fact, just the other day I had someone comment in a positive, encouraging way that they could see my soul when they looked into my eyes. This would be true not only for how we see things, but what others see in us. Our eyes, both physically and metaphorically, have profound value. I believe not only can you experience something of the well-being of a person's soul in and through their eyes, but also a reflection of their physical well-being. Clear, bright eyes are the body's combinational sign of good nutrition, good thoughts and deep inner peace. Take some time today to look into your own eyes and evaluate what they reflect. Note some of their characteristics and what they might mean. You may even wish to put some small changes in your lifestyle, like cutting out excess sugar, getting more sleep, changing your perspective, attitude or thoughts, drinking more water, and in doing so, note the difference reflected in your eyes, if any, over a number of weeks. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. I hope you're enjoying the show today, wherever you are, right around the country. Again, a really big welcome to all of our new listeners in Port Macquarie, those tuning in down at Bendigo, in the Illawarra, Sydney, Gippsland, Albury-Odonga, in fact, all over the place. Lots of people listening in via live streaming and via podcast. It's great to have you listening in wherever you are. Now, Jude, we need to cut to the chase a bit here so we can get into the interview you were lucky enough to get with Archbishop Julian and a number of people who were at the recent Proclaim 2014 conference in Sydney. Yeah, got to be honest, Dave, it was a real honour to be able to meet with Archbishop Julian and to speak with him about the conference, but also about his his new book that he's written on evangelisation and the way that we make faith relevant to people in our modern world. We also had the chance as part of that to speak to a variety of people over the course of the three or four days just to get some of the insights about the impact of the conference for them and some of their hopes as they were walking away from, from the conference and the, and the things that they were hearing from these keynotes. You'll remember that the conference was based around the book Rebuilt, where Father Michael White and Tom Corcoran have written a book that shows how they transformed their parish in America and in particular how they went to school on a whole lot of the things that some of the big evangelical churches were doing in the States and how they shared that wisdom with these guys from the Catholic Church. Okay, let's get into it. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to the journey. 
I'm here with Archbishop Julian Porteous, Archbishop of Hobart, and he's joined me at the Proclaim Conference. Archbishop Julian, thanks very much for joining us on the journey. It's a pleasure. Archbishop Julian, what have you thought of the Proclaim Conference? It's been a, a very inspiring conference, I think, for all that uh, all the people who have come to uh, to attend it. Uh, the focus of the conference has been very much on the question of, of how we can rebuild, uh, re-energise, if you like, our, our parishes. And uh, it was very good the other day. We had representatives from other churches talking about their own challenges in this regard. So I think one of the things that's very evident is that um, Christian people generally are asking, how can we strengthen and build up our, our base communities, which are our parishes? Archbishop, it was a wonderful thing, as you said, to have people from the Baptist Church, from the Anglican Church and from the Pentecostal Church come to speak to a room full of Catholic leaders about what they're doing well, but also what they're finding challenging. Hasn't ecumenism come a long way? It certainly has. And I think the encouraging thing for everyone there was, was the fact that uh, we're facing the same sorts of challenges and because it's the same society that we're all in and, and the same challenges that, that we're meeting in terms of the, the influences on people's lives, the busyness of life, all those sorts of things which are really making it a new challenge for us to find out ways in which we can encourage people to, to live their faith and particularly to live it within our, our basic communities, our parish communities. Bishop Julian, thank you very much for joining us. Jude, it's been a pleasure to be with you and to, uh, to, to have this reflection together and I look forward to further opportunities. Hi, my name is Laura and I'm from XT3.com. We came to Proclaim because we have a stall and we're giving out goodies and signing people up to XT3. We're really impressed by um, Proclaim. Um, we've come each year and we really hope that from Proclaim people can learn to evangelise, get great ideas for their ministry and that we're actually recording the talks for XT3. So we just want to make sure that um, as many people hear these talks as possible and share the good news that is Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Mike Humphreys. Uh, I'm from the Archdiocese of Brisbane. Um, I'm here at Proclaim because I want to network with other people who are interested in, in the mission and evangelisation. And I'm, my real hope for Proclaim is, is that as a church we can become more proactive in reaching out to, to others and finding new ways uh, to engage with that and to energise and inspire others. Hi, my name is Pina Ford. I'm from Perth in WA. I came to the Proclaim conference because I want to just keep abreast of what's happening nationally and I'm really interested in the book Rebuilt. I have been impressed by that book as a conversation starter, perhaps not as the final word, for our um, the needs in our parishes. I hope that Proclaim 2014 helps me and the church and parishes to really understand what their mission is and to be evangelising, to have an open door, um, be interested in the people who are out there and do their best to connect with them. My name's Martin Tulin. I'm the National Director for Catholic Mission. I've come to proclaim because I think the Rebuilt Program is the most important opportunity for the church to rebuild its parishes um, in the last decade or so and I think it's uh, got huge potential if people take it up. I'm just looking forward to um, being part of a, a whole movement of the church and a revival um, of the church through its parishes starting in 2014. Hi, my name's Scott. I'm from Emmanuel Community in Brisbane. I coordinate Ignite Youth for them. Uh, I came to proclaim uh, because I think that it is so exciting when Catholics who are on fire and, and really want to see uh, change in our world and really want to evangelize people and reach out to, to people who need Jesus the most to actually come together and, and network and share. And I hope that Proclaim 2014 helps 
me to connect with more people and learn from more people about simple but effective ways to evangelize. Hi, my name is Lena. I'm from Melbourne and I came to Proclaim to help people evangelize. I hope that Proclaim 2014 helps me to help the church and the parish that I belong to really do something really worthwhile and make a difference in life. Hi, my name is Sister Kate. I'm from the Missionaries of God's Love Sisters. I came to Proclaim because I'm really interested in evangelization and the renewal of the Australian church. Uh, I've been really impressed by the vision of uh, Father Michael and Tom in what they have done in the parish and, and the courage that they've had to be able to ask some hard questions and take some uh, definite positive steps to renewal. Hi, my name's Darren McDowell. I'm the coordinator of adult faith formation for the Diocese of Wollongong. Really enjoying being here at Proclaim. Uh, really to look at ways that uh, I can help support the diocese and parishes in uh, renewing their life, renewing their community. Been really impressed by the opening address, really looking at focusing on the unchurched, focusing on the weekend and really trying to understand who and what, why we do what we do. Hi, my name is Robert Heaney from the Catholic Weekly. I came to Proclaim because I was excited about the idea of parish growth, of parish renewal. I've been really encouraged so far uh, from the opening talk. Uh, I've bought the book actually, uh, but I've yet to read it. So um, based on the strength of the talk, I'm really keen to, um, to get into the text as well. And I hope that Proclaim 2014 helps me and the church and parishes to um, find, their, uh, find the people out there who, uh, who desperately need them and who are looking for the word of Christ. Hi, I'm Greg Willits from the Archdiocese of Denver in the United States. And I came to the Proclaim conference to give a workshop talking about new evangelization. And I've been really impressed by the community of Catholics in the Archdiocese of uh, Sydney. And I hope that Proclaim 2014 helps me and the church parishes to be able to better know our faith, live our faith, and share our faith. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Here's the final section of the interview Jude was lucky enough to get with some of the participants from Proclaim 2014, held recently with people from all over Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Indonesia, and a heap from the USA too. You're tuned to The Journey. Hi, my name is Ricky. I'm from the Armidale Cathedral Parish in New South Wales. I came to Proclaim because I'm involved in catechetical work, plus our pastoral formation council formation is actually using the rebuilt book at the moment. I've been really impressed by the gathering that's here and I hope that Proclaim 2014 helps me help my own parish to rejuvenate itself. Hi, I'm Kevin Bailey. I'm from Perusia Media. I came to the Proclaim conference because I'm really passionate about evangelization. I'm very passionate about, you know, Matthew 28 when he said, go make disciples of all people. And that's what the church exists for. There's only one reason that the church exists, and that's to make disciples. And so, you know, we've uh, just had new saints uh, that have been proclaimed in the Catholic Church, and that's what we're about, making saints. Whether they're official saints or they're saints like my dad, which is is what it's all about. So life uh, is too short to be doing all of the distractions and doing all the things that uh, seem like a good idea but uh, aren't eternal. So uh, Proclaim is about uh, getting information, getting knowledge, and uh, meeting other people that are passionate and caring and about you know, getting out there and having a lot of fun. Hi, my name is Corinne and I'm from Miranda Parish from the Sydney Archdiocese. 
I've come to proclaim because I am a youth minister and I just constantly want to learn more on how to engage young people. I've been really impressed by the amount of people that are here representing different agencies of the church and seeing different vocations around, different religious orders. I just love the buzz that everyone's bringing and um, I hope that Proclaim 2014 helps me in my parish in so many ways. Um, I just want to learn how to disciple better and I just want to learn how I can make a difference in people's lives. I'm Father Asaya Timber from Papua New Guinea in the province called Mendy, Southern Highlands. I came to Australia to attend this Proclaim 2014 workshop uh, to evangelize my people in the remote areas of uh, Papua New Guinea. I'm happy to be here in Australia and people here welcoming me and hospitality here is good. I hope what whatever I learn from this conference will help me to evangelize uh, God's people in those uh, remote parts of Papua New Guinea. Thank you. Today my name is Deacon Matt Ransom. I'm from the Archdiocese of Canberra and Golden. I came here actually because I knew Jude Hennessy was here. He's a really hard guy to get a hold of and I, and I like spending time with him. But before he turns me off, I was very impressed by Father Michael and Tom. They were outstanding. And also, look, I just went to a seminar on working with the sexually broken and it was outstanding. In fact, it was probably uh, one of the best presentations I've heard for a number of years and I highly recommend it. It was good, particularly with some of the people that I work with. And I hope that Proclaim 2040 helps me building friendships, networks, growing closer to the Lord, knowing more about Jesus and uh, seeing the church full of joy. Hello, I'm Jake Reiner from the Archdiocese of Sydney. I uh, just came out of a session regarding a lot of kind of ecumenical talk, actually, between Christian denominations. Uh, good research by the National Church Life Survey and what's working in different churches and what's working in ours, what we can learn, what, we, what we're doing well. And some of the statistics were quite interesting to see that you know the Catholic Church is doing some things and the Protestants are doing others. We've got a lot to learn, but we're actually still working for the Kingdom, which is good to know. Hi, my name's Robert Felzon. I'm from Brisbane, and um, I'm from Men Alive, great men's ministry. Uh, we're reaching um, men from all over Australia and New Zealand. I came to proclaim because the church is gathering here, and I've been really impressed by the sense of hope that not everything's doomed and broken, and there's a lot of good things going on, and that there's a lot of people with a lot of desire to do more. And I just want to put my name alongside those people. I hope that Proclaim 2014 helps me and the church and the parishes of the church to come fully alive. Hi, my name is Shabal Raish. I'm the CEO of Perusia Media and we're based in Sydney. We're a Catholic media company um, aiming at evangelization with, um, in CD and DVD format. I came to Proclaim because I wanted to connect with other, other church agencies and other Christians around the country to see what we could do to pool our resources together, network better as a body of Christ. And I've been very impressed by the way the organization has happened. Um, this, this conference has been amazing. It's an inspiration to me. Just basic tips on how to revitalize our parishes, but church in general, and how to, how to reach out to the unchurched, those out in the streets and in the world. We are in a very secular world right now, and we really need to bring Christ to that um, and the joy of the gospel. And I've been really touched by this conference and privileged to be a part of it. Uh, what I hope that Proclaim 2014 does do and it helps Catholics to, to really embrace Christ and, and to not be afraid to show that uh, to the world. What I think our Protestant brothers and sisters do very well is to show their love for Christ and their commitment to Him and, and having that personal relationship with them. And I, I really think we need to talk more about Christ. And Catholics probably fell short in doing this, not talking confidently and lovingly about who Christ is. And I think we need to do more of that and celebrate the fact that Christ has come to establish peace and love in the world. And He's died on the cross for that purpose and, and, and rose. And we need to celebrate that. The joy 
of the gospel speaks all about love and truth and, and unity. And I really pray that the world, especially Australia, um, does rediscover the faith in Christ and, and all Christians of all denominations to pull together as one body. Jude, that sounds like it must have been an amazing conference. Dave, it was it was a great conference. It was really a joy to be there. And I met so many people from all over the country. They were all really interested in the journey and, and keen to get it playing in their area. A lot of people didn't know about it and just created a lot of enthusiasm for it. More to the point, though, people have left that conference with lots of great ideas in their head to go back to their parishes, light fires and let the Holy Spirit fan them into a flame and it's something mate that long term it's a, it's a bit of a, a ticking time bomb ready to go off with with little things start to sprout all over the place that's great to hear coming up robert fowles on from men alive he's asking the question where have all the men gone faith hope love and life you're tuned to the journey now for robert fowles on founder of the men alive movement i was sitting in church one sunday and i looked around and this question challenged me where are all the men this observation that men are absent from my church really bothered me. It disturbed me. It led me to working with men and the realisation that men are absent from many facets of their lives. I speak to a lot of men in my work and I've come to the realisation that men are absent from a lot of things. They're absent from engaging in their marriages. They're absent from connecting in their workplaces. And they're absent from involvement with their children. We as men are absent in so many ways. And you know what? We really don't want to be. We want to be connected, involved, engaged. So what's happening? Fellas, God is calling us to live more authentically as men. How do we do this? We do this by living an intentional life, not this accidental life watching it go by. We do this by rejecting passivity. Get off the couch. Get rid of the remote control life. Get involved. Make a difference wherever your feet touch the ground. Real men take responsibility for what's going on around them. They take action, they take back the territory of their lives. All of the great stories about manhood, all of those movies that move my heart, point to a manhood that is courageous, with men who don't follow the pack. These men live their lives for a cause bigger than themselves. I've worked with thousands of men over the years, and all of the men want to be heroic, they want to be noble, they want to make a difference. And so gentlemen, this week I challenge you to love heroically and serve nobly and remember, God is glorified when men are fully alive. I'm Robert Falzon. For more information, go to menalive.org.au. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call. Imagine that you were invited to a banquet with an infinite amount of food. Surely the best thing to bring with you would be an infinite hunger so that you could eat and enjoy the food for an infinite amount of time. The question sounds strange. Yet it is worth considering how often the Bible speaks about food and hunger. At the beginning of the Bible, we see Moses and the 70 elders eating with God on the mountain. At the end of the Bible, in the book of Revelations, heaven is described as being a great wedding banquet. In between these two verses, we have Jesus calling all who are hungry or thirsty to follow him, 
so that they may be filled. We see the prodigal son returning home because he is hungry. We see the poor and hungry man Lazarus rejoicing in heaven, while the rich man is left outside because he'd spent his life being filled with good things. Jesus says that the hungry are blessed for they shall be filled. In the midst of so many statements about food and hunger, Jesus tells us to store up treasure for ourselves in heaven. Now the Bible makes no definitive statements about what this heavenly treasure is meant to look like. But it would make sense that if God is love, and heaven is an eternal feast of love, then the one thing that would be useful in heaven is an infinite desire or hunger for love. In our life here on earth, we are called to continually empty ourselves, giving to those in need physically, spiritually and emotionally. This constant giving creates a hunger and desire that prepares us for the eternal banquet of love in heaven. Never allow your hunger to distract you from your ultimate goal, because it might just be your reward. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. That was the MGLs and Father Dave Callahan in particular. Fantastic to have Father Dave on the show. And the MGLs are a wonderful order of brothers, nuns and priests who are really passionate about the new evangelisation, taking Christ and, and faith into the marketplace. It is awesome to have Father Dave and the MGLs on the show each week. Now, Dave, regular listeners to the journey would be very aware of the input provided by Dr. Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving. They've actually got a weekend coming up in Wollongong at the Xavier Centre. On the weekend of the 20th and 21st of September, bookings for that are already packing out. So if people are keen to come along to that, you'd be most welcome. It's for marriages that are going well. It's for marriages that have been for one year, two years, five years, 50 years. It's just for people who want to come along and get some tips for making their marriage even better. For more information, go to smartloving.org.au or contact me at jude.hennessy, H-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y, at d-o-w.org.au. And we'll see what we can do to book you into that conference. Coming up, Marilyn Rodriguez, the peaceful parent. She is one prayerful lady, a great mum, and has so much wisdom to share about family life. This week, she wants to tell us 10 things about happiness, according to Pope Francis. He'd know he's always seemingly got a smile on his dial. Hasn't he? He's, he's always got a big smile he's on his face. He is. Anyway, let's get into that straight after this break. Faith, hope, love and life. Hope you're enjoying the journey. With advice on peaceful parenting, here's Marilyn Rodriguez. Hi, I'm Marilyn Rodriguez and you're listening to The Peaceful Parent. Pope Francis has given us his top 10 tips for a happy life. Did you know what they are? I think they're great for anyone trying to be a more peaceful parent as well. One tip was to foster a culture of healthy leisure in our families, to play with our children more and to turn off the TV more, especially at dinner time. A number of surveys done on our TV watching habits over the last couple of years show that adults are increasingly using the internet as a source of entertainment, but we still love our TVs and are watching on average 13 to 19 hours a week, sometimes rising to 25 hours a week. That's as much as a part-time job. Now, we all need to sit and relax, especially of an evening, but the monopoly that digital screens of one kind or another have in our homes is worrying health and education experts. It's easy to argue that it makes us ultimately less happy and less healthy. 
Now, how often through a normal day do you have time to really sit and talk with your kids and spouse and find out about their day and what do they think about things that are happening? In our family, we do a bit of talking in the car as we drive home from school or basketball training or whatever, but mainly it's over the dinner table where we can see and hear each other properly. Everyone has a turn describing the best or the worst part of their day. Sometimes we hold a little debate on a topic such as homework should be banned or chocolate should be a staple food. It's surprising what comes out of these conversations sometimes. To be honest, it's really a peaceful experience with little kids, particularly when the children are kicking each other under the table or rejecting the food or table manners need correcting and drinks need mopping up. It's annoying when most of our toddler's food ends up all over the high chair and the floor. But eating dinner as a family has been linked to children's improved vocabulary and learning, lower risk-taking behaviours in teenagers, improved diet and stronger family relationships. So in the interest of being a more peaceful parent overall, if you're not already doing this, turn off the TV more often and eat dinner together as a family. It will bless you and your family on so many different levels. For more on becoming a more peaceful parent, you can visit my website, marilynrodriguez.com. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. This brings us to the end of another week. Sure does. Thanks for listening into the journey. I encourage you to give us some feedback on our Facebook page. Just look for the Journey Catholic Radio in your search engine, where you can follow links to listen to past shows, listen to podcasts that are linked in with the show as well. Remember, if the show isn't being played on your local Christian radio station and you're listening in via podcast or live streaming, why not give them a call? I'm sure they'd love to hear from you and get some input from you if you'd like to have the Journey playing in your local region on your local Christian radio station. And remember, if it's not playing in your region, listen in via www.radio.dow.org.au. You can listen to all those podcasts of the previous shows and, and some of the real good stuff from our interviews as well. Next week on the show, we'll be doing it all again. Great music, interviews and inputs from our awesome presenters. Sure will, mate. And we've got some interviews coming up in the next few weeks that we'll talk about next week. Well, we've got some crackers of, of people that we've been able to interview that I'm sure lots of people right around the country will be tuning into. Looking forward to it. Faith, hope, love and life. You've been listening to The Journey. The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. Radio.org.au